My name's Scott. I'm one of the leaders here and excited to be uh, with you for this Sunday. We're talking about formation. We're in a sermon series called Invitation to Wholeness. And in your bulletin, you have a little card. Love to pull, you to pull it out. Those of you that in, uh, in person, if you're online, you don't have it. Sorry. Um, but we've been doing this each and every week. We're doing it through the series. We'd love to bring that card in front of you right now because on the top it says a question to consider and the bottom it says a next step to take. And that's going to be really key over the next 25 minutes because I'm going to be giving you different questions, but I want, to be, uh, I want you to be listening where God is stirring you. What is a question you're asking God right now or what might God be asking you? And I would love all of us before we leave this room today to be thoughtful about what's the next step step that you could take as you continue to, to discover God's great love for you. We want to be people changing to be more in love with God because of his great love for us. That's what this whole series is about. But I want to pray. I want to read scripture. We'll dive in. But let me pray. Jesus, thank you so much for this moment. Uh, we just pray that you would open up our hearts, that we would experience you in newer, deeper, truer ways. God, we don't want to just think about you. We want to experience you. We want to be so connected to your love that we're feeling transformed and invited to this journey, God, where you're making us who you've longed to give us. Uh, and that's being full of your spirit and being so full of your spirit that we feel connected to you. And, and God, that becomes the life force inside of us. It's your spirit, God, inside of us, drawing us to change and become more of ourselves. We love you. We pray that we would hear you in new and powerful ways today. And all God's people said, amen. Our scripture that I want to read, just to give us a bit of an anchor for the day, this is from 2 Corinthians 3, verse 17. Now the Lord is the spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled faces, contemplate the Lord's glory. We are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. And then Jesus, from Matthew 19, verse 13, then people brought little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples rebuked them. But Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. And then he had placed his hands on them. He touched each and every one of them, and he went on from that place. Welcome to week three of our Invitation to Wholeness series. Uh, we have been uh, hoping that this would be a series that you would get clarity about what does Bethany believe about uh, becoming more of who God has called you to be. How do you grow in your faith? How do you come alive in your faith? So we started week one talking about identity. We are made in God's image. We talked last week, Pastor Liddy did a great job about relationships. We are made to love God and love others. And then week three is this week, we are meant to be formed. We are meant to be formed. Formation, to be formed into the image of Christ. Or like that verse I just read from Paul, that we are being ever transformed by God's Spirit from glory to glory to glory. Now, you might think of other believers in God like, I don't know if they're being transformed in the way that I would want. Whatever. Every one of us is on a journey, but we are called to change. We're called to become more of who God has made us to be. And for an opening illustration, I'll share um, a, an image of the Titanic. One of the best books on spiritual formation I read this year was by a Puerto Rican Brooklyn pastor by the name of Rich Villadas. It's called The Deeply Formed Life. And in the deeply formed life, Villadas kicks off his, his whole teaching on formation, being changed into God's image. He said, formation is like the Titanic. 
It's like that movie, The Titanic, and everyone over the age of 25 remembers that movie from the 90s, whatever. There was Leonardo DiCaprio and Rose, and, you know, we could all maybe quote it, older people in the room, you know, and, and all this and that. But it was the image of the movie that Villadas says is kind of a framing metaphor for the deeply formed life. Because what happened in Titanic, spoiler alert, the boat sank. If you haven't seen the movie... It's just about, it's a three-hour movie about a sinking ship, all right? You're like, doesn't sound that interesting. But early in the movie, the ship hits an iceberg. Again, I know, I'm sorry I just ruined the movie for you, but uh, this actually was a historical event, the Titanic, which sailed from Atlantic to New York City and was unsinkable, right? Hits, hits an iceberg. Above deck, people are eating fine, you know, China, and there's an orchestra, and everyone is, you know, enjoying the you know, the triviality of high-class 1920s life. Below deck, the water is pouring in. And, and what the movie actually does a pretty good job doing is showing it was the, the lower-class people below decks that actually just got a cheap ticket to get to the, to, the, uh, to the Americas. Those were the people that were dealing with the disaster first. And, and the water slowly came up. It's an interesting metaphor, Villadas says, because oftentimes we focus in the spiritual life on the stuff above deck. The church services are stuff that other people may see. But oftentimes formation is what's happening below deck. And many, many, many people are concealing aches and pains and, and stuff, you know, like water rushing in below decks. And all the top deck stuff, like, well, we're sitting here listening to the orchestra, drinking, you know, out of... China and Crystal, whatever. But when we're not dealing with the pain and the, the struggles and the, the lack of connection to Christ below decks, ultimately desi- uh, disaster happens. So put that out of your mind. What formation is, is below deck work. What formation is, is learning to be transformed into the glory of Christ by the power of the Spirit, not by our own effort, certainly not by our own goodness or like, okay, well that, if I'm going to just act really holy. No, no. What formation is, is bringing our whole selves to Christ. If we're that vessel, if we're the Titanic, that we are dealing with the things that lie beneath. We are dealing with pursuing Jesus in the small hidden spaces of our actual habits and our, and our time. And so formation starts to drift into our relationships and starts to drift into our generosity. And it certainly drifts into our our justice. We're using this drifting language because during the invitation to wholeness, there's different aspects to how to grow as a person of Christ. But formation is that part of strengthening our relationship with God with paying attention to what's happening below decks. To be a Christian is to be formed. To be a Christian is to be changed. Now, this is this thing that is really a mystery because when you come to Christ, for those that aren't a Christian, say, okay, Jesus, I want to follow you. Well, you get the full gift set of God in that moment. You are saved by grace, not by effort, not by good works, not by your giving, not by even your formation. That's a gift immediately. And then every one of us is invited to a journey to change, 
to be more of who God made us to be. And when we live like that, then the fruits of the Spirit that are listed in a couple of different places of the New Testament, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, those things should be coming out of us above decks. Because we are so filled with God's Spirit, we're being formed by God. So to be a Christian, at one level, it's like, well, you're saved by grace. There's nothing you could do. It's all a free gift. That is true. And at the same time, to be a Christian is to be, by the power of God's Spirit, being formed, being changed, being set free, so that the sin nature that easily wants to entangle is slowly dying in us, and we're slowly, from the bottom up, becoming more like Jesus. That's what formation is. That's what being changed is. And it's like, well, what is it, Pastor Scott? Is it, is it, I'm already good? I'm already saved? It's a gift? I raised my hand? I said, yes, it's all a gift. But we're also invited to change. We're invited to say, I don't want to be how I was last year. There is a sin nature in me, certainly. I pay attention to this. There's a thing in me that is geared towards selfishness or geared towards my own way or geared towards my own desire. So I'm constantly needing Jesus to grow by his spirit within me to make me more of who he has created me to be. It's a full gift that I'm growing to release that gift by the power of God's spirit. And it's really interesting because the church, the more we lever on the formation, read your Bible, come to church, pray. These are good things to be formed into the image of God. But if we're not careful, pretty soon our faith becomes a result of our effort. And if we're not careful again, we become on the throne of our own lives. So to be formed is to be putting Jesus on the throne of our lives, to say, Jesus, I need to be formed because left to my own desires, I will create even a Christianity that serves me and me alone. So I need Jesus to break me down, to change me in order to release more of his spirit within me. So it's this great encouragement. You are deeply loved. And it's a pure invitation. God wants to deal with you to release more of his love in your life. We can't earn any more of it, but he wants to release more of it by the gift of his spirit. So that's what formation is. We don't come to church to watch a show. We don't watch online church. We don't, Christianity isn't something we observe. We are the show, every one of you. You are the Christian team. You are saved by grace in order to be filled with God's spirit. So formation is every one of us as God's people living as the people of God, the team of God. And again, it's going to drift into our relationships, our justice, all these things. And so our big idea is that we're going to look at today at different aspects of formation. To be thinking of it as like kind of a restoration of our hearts to love God and love others with all that we are. That that's why our faith exists. To love God the way that he loves us. And we're going to be asking a number of questions today to just make formation very practical for you. How are you growing? How is the spirit of God coming alive in you. Many, many, many Christians that I'm talking to are saying, I'm not growing. I'm not being formed. So no shame, but there's an invitation. God wants to invite you into new pathways of formation. Not just that you would be more disciplined. He wants to change your life. He wants to awaken his great love within you. 
and the church like a, like a sleeping giant, if the Spirit of God could be awakened in us, if we could, by formation, be reminded of God's great power in us, we could we'd change the world. That was the intent for the church, by the power of the Spirit. So I want to say three things to him. The first is this. To follow God is to change. To follow God is to change. Like, that was the invitation from the beginning. Jesus said, come to me. Come to me. And then he placed his hands on the little ones with older ones and said, hey, follow me. But to follow God is to change. To follow God is to be so divinely loved by God that we grow into who he's made us to be. Not from a sense of shame, but a sense of divine invitation from a holy, loving, heavenly Father who loves you and made you. Uh, You may think the older people in the room, if you're like, you know, you maybe if you're 40, you're looking at the 50s. If you're 20s, you're looking at the 40s. Like, you might look at the older people and like, oh, they have it made because they're, they're further along. So they're more formed. And, and for many in this room, that, that's true. But I do think there is, as we age, there's an awareness that formation is difficult. I know for me, my 40s have taught me more about my own brokenness than my 30s. And there's a goodness there if I'm inviting Jesus into my brokenness in order to form me. So all of us, I mean... You're 70, you're 20, you're 15. You're, we're all in this together. To, to follow God is to change. What Paul says in Romans 12, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, the gospel is really inclusive, even in the first century. Brothers and sisters, men and women, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then you'll be able to test and prove what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So from the beginning, the call from, from Christ forward was that following God, we were going to be gifted with a grace that we could never earn. And we were invited on a, on a journey of transformation and change that we could never take on our own. We could never do it on our own. We were never meant to do it on our own. Because formation isn't about how strong for Jesus can you be. How, like, this isn't what the faith was meant to be. A full gift set released in us that we would be changing by God's power within us. To follow God is to change. What Jesus says in Matthew 16, whoever wants to be my disciple, whoever, that's all of us. If we want to be a follower, we must deny ourselves and take up our crosses and follow Jesus. Whoever wants to save their life will lose it. Whoever uh, loses their life from my life, Jesus says, will find it. And so formation sometimes has maybe a bad rap in the Christian church that it's all about the death of ourself and the sacrifice of ourself and that, you know, it's all about like how much can I suffer for Jesus? And there's certainly an aspect of formation that is sacrifice because there's a nature of my sin nature that wants to just gratify myself. So certainly formation is to change. To change is to say I want to be more like Jesus and less like Scott would be on his own. But there's also an invitation. There's also a loving aspect of God as the good father. And some of us, if we didn't have a great relationship with our earthly father, it might be a little bit distorted. But there is a restoration. There is a movement towards wholeness. There's a goodness. There's a gentleness from the God who created you, who loves you, who calls you good, who's not saying, well, either be formed or I'm casting you out of my kingdom. No. There's the loving father who says, I've got, I've got so much I want to show you. There's, there's so many aspects of the way I've created you that I've called lovely, and the world has buried, but I can't wait for you to discover these things. 
If you know parents in the room, I mean, that's, oh, we all, oh, yeah, my kid needs some formation, you know, about the, name it, like, homework, the room, the whatever, like, but it's not a, uh, then the kid is out of the family tree if the, you know, if they don't get formed in such way. No, healthy family systems establish attachment, establish connection. There's an invitation to grow, to be aware of how God has made us. By a good, good, good father. We often, in a previous, we used to sing that song a lot. Good, good father. Love the song. It's great. I I know people that would have to get out of the room when we would sing that song. You're a good, good father. And and one friend who's left town, so I can tell this story safely, work has taken them out of Seattle, just said, you know, my own father wasn't good. So I have a really hard time singing that to the heavenly one. But friends, you were made on purpose by a God who loves you very much. So to follow God is to change, to be formed more by his love, his acceptance, his will, his purpose. And yes, things in us will need to die, will need to change. So we submit ourselves to more of how God has created us to be. We did this once a couple years ago. We did trust falls in the church service. I don't know if any of you were there. I invited some people. Any of you there that we did that? I invited some people there. I don't know. I feel like Leif. I probably invited him up to do. Uh, Jen remembers. Like, we had people come forward. We did trust falls. And I told the story in my, with my own kids, but it's true. A trust fall. What's a trust fall? You stand here and like, all right, I'm going. And you just fall, right? And then you, you're trusting the person's going to catch you. But there is the... Kind of the, the tendency, the older the person is, the less trusting they want to be. The younger ones, like, oh, we're going to trust fall, great. Boom, you know, hands here, like, and they just fall all day, right? Because the little ones know that they're going to be caught many times. And that's what that Jesus piece where Jesus says, come to me. The kingdom belongs to the children because the children know how to receive the Father's love. And it's really interesting, Matthew 19, then Jesus touches them. The reason it's hard for so many of us to trust and trust fall is because the world's dropped us at times. Or, you know, I'm not talking about the game anymore, but many of us have been through really hard things. And when we've been through hard things, broken relationships, the world feeling a little bit hard, violence in, in the country, right now we see more violence against people of color in Buffalo. It's just like, oh man, what in the world is happening in our country? There's so much brokenness. And then we think, how do we, how do we trust God more in the midst of this? We should be more aware than ever right now to follow God is to change. Because God never meant a world of violence and racism and broken relationships and unhealthy human fathers and follow God is to change because God has intended us for relationship. He's intended us to be filled by his spirit. That's part one. Part two, if, if this is a, a treatise, part two, if this is true, then if we're going to follow God is to change. So I want to follow God. I want to change. The second thing I want to say to you is to change, we're going to need tools and intentionality. To follow God, we're going to need tools and intentionality to grow in our faith. Tools and intentionality. Often we we focus as a church on the tools of Bible reading, Sabbath, Scripture. If you, if you Google it this afternoon, how can I be formed more into Jesus? There's one million and a half 
different articles on the, on the internet about the tools. But tools must be paired with intentionality because like the garden tools in my house, they don't, they don't move themselves. So tools and intentionality must be paired. And if we just focus on intentionality, if we're not cautious, we become the instruments of our own effort. I'm so wanting to be formed by God. I'm going to do the thing. I'm going to get up early. I'm going to... It's good. But again... We're formed to put God on the throne of our lives, not ourselves. So we're formed in order to be full of more of his, his spirit. We took a moment and prayed before the service, and I got to meet my friend Brian, who I haven't seen for a little bit. And we're like, oh, I haven't seen you. And he was telling me about his family. I was telling him about my family. We prayed for our families. We prayed for our kids. And then Brian said, you know, he, I loved what he said. He said, oftentimes we think emotions will lead to action. So once we feel close to God, then we'll take the action to come to church or to come to the worship night or read my Bible. We think the feelings will lead to the actions. But opposite is often true that we take actions towards connecting with God. We pair our tools with intentionality and then the feelings flow from that. So in this prayer time, it's like, well, you know, it's a Sunday morning. We're all volunteers, whatever. But here, two guys praying for our kids. It was a really beautiful, small connection. I love what he said, that oftentimes that action leads to emotions. If you want to feel closer to God, oftentimes we step out in action to say, God, I want tools and intentionality to form me. And then the emotions of like, oh, I'm feeling closer to God. Or now this is impacting my relationships or my justice or, or my identity. It flows from a healthy formation. Formation, we need tools, we need intentionality. There's a lot of them. Different forms of prayer, we've spoken about them. Taking Sabbath, where we step away from our work. Having silence, and where we just invite God. God, speak to me this day through silence. There's all sorts of different habits, how to be formed. But we need both the tools and the intentionality to recommit ourselves, particularly in this season, to a season of growth and change. Um, Heather's in a, it's called a transforming community, a bunch of people that gather uh, from around the 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 country about four times a year to, to do a process of changing. She's had a really great experience. I've got to join her a couple of times. One of her books uh, they read recently was by Father Keating, and he talks about the, the tools and intentionality of change I thought was really powerful about spiritual journey. And so here's a quote we have. I have it for you behind me. The spiritual journey is not a career or a success story. But the spiritual journey, Keating says, is a series of humiliations of the false self that become more and more profound. These make room inside us for the Holy Spirit to come in and heal. What, presents a, pre, I'm sorry, which, what prevents us from being available to God is gradually evacuated. We keep getting closer and closer to our center where the Spirit of God is. Every now and then God lifts a corner of the veil, enters our awareness through various channels as if to say, Here I am. Where are you? Come and join me. Like, when you spend time with God in prayer and silence, Sabbath, I would love to encourage just this very simple, like what if your Father God was saying, here I am, where are you? Come and join me. Like For that, we're going to need tools and intentionality. We're going to just need ways to just show up with God. In that deeply formed life by Rich Villadas, he suggests four questions. And we have this on a slide because, again, you have your own card here and, and you're listening for a question that God's asking you this morning of how God wants to stir you to be formed. Villadas says about spiritual disciplines that, that 
to have spiritual disciplines, to have tools and intentionality to be formed more into Christ. You need a life with God. You need a rule of life. He says, uh, first, what are the spiritual disciplines you need to anchor in your life right now? Maybe it's prayer. Maybe it's silence. Maybe Sabbath. Do one. We often try to be superman or superwoman and do all the things and all. What are the one thing that you need to do? Secondly, what are the practices of self-care you need to care for your body and nurture your soul? If you're exhausted or you're hungry or you're not taking care of your relationships, it's really hard to spend time with God where you're not distracted. So what are practices of self-care? This one I'm working on really hard right now and I'm failing often, but it's a great question. Third, what core relationships do you need in this season of life to support you on your journey? Last week was about relationships. These are all connected. None of us journey alone. What's a relationship you need? Maybe that's a question that's going to go on your card this morning. What's a relationship I need to focus on right now? The final question Villada says is, what are the gifts, passions, and burdens within, within you that God wants to express for the blessing of others? We are blessed in order to be a blessing. We are formed in order to form others. But unless we are being formed to be more like God, we don't have anything to offer others. We don't. And so be asking yourself some questions. We have this slide too. Where are other questions you might put on your card this morning? Where are you distracted? Where are you growing and being formed? What's keeping you from being reminded of God's great love within you? And next step ideas, there's many. I've, I've just written out three. Maybe there's, there's ten others you could choose, but maybe some of you would want to commit to pray in certain routines, but a new intentionality. I want to give myself a time of prayer every morning or every time I go to school or on my way home or in the evening. Like maybe it's just committing to pray in a certain way. Or secondly, maybe it's stepping away from work or housework or the, the, the lawn project or the deck project to just have a Sabbath day where you can just be with God. Or third, maybe practice silence and inviting God to make you aware of his spirit. I always found it funny when you get on an airplane and they're doing the thing, two doors, two this and that. I often traveled when we were lucky enough to get away. We had four kids and we had the backpack, the car seat, the car seat for the car seat, the bag for the car seat for the car seat. I mean, traveling, and I get uptight about things. You should see me at the Starbucks drive-thru. What are we ordering? Like, I, I don't, I get uptight. I, I need to be formed to be more like Jesus. All right? Remember, my spiritual gift is authenticity. I'm a broken man loved by a perfect father. Uh, but I always found it interesting from the exhaustion to just get onto an airplane and all the gear and all the carrying. And I thought about the car. Well, Heather thought about the car seats and the medicine and she had everything. And if I was good, I was listening to her because she thought of everyone's needs. And we got there and finally, and then they're like, and if there's a disaster, here's what's going to happen. And I'm like, A, yeah, we're not going to make it out. But I, okay, but B, I'm going to be thinking about them. But what do they say? That mask is going to fall. And you've got a two-year-old and a four-year-old and a seven-year-old. And a then here's how you're going to get it on the two-year-old and <gasps> take a breath. Like, you know, that's not how it goes. What do they say with the mask? Put it on your face first. And then you're going to have something to offer the world. Formation is putting your mask on. And taking a deep breath of the Father's love who loves you. You need to be reminded of the Father's love. You need to take a deep breath of the Holy Spirit within you. It's not just go read your Bible more, go pray more, take those people to that event. All of it's good. If you haven't had a breath of the God who loves you as a deep breath in your lungs, we're just saying, it's your breath. 
in our lungs. If you've not had a breath, guess what? Breathless. And pretty soon as a church, we're running around breathless trying to teach habits to a bunch of people who just need to breathe again. You need to breathe again, church. You need to breathe again. I just wish I could just like run up and down this aisle and just hug you. It's been a couple years of us losing our collective breath. What the Holy Spirit wants to do is just breathe life in us. And we can take a step in prayer. We can read the scriptures. We can ask ourselves questions, but all of it comes secondary to Are you taking a breath of the Father's love for you? Are you taking a breath from the God who loves you? That's the final thing I'm going to say. Is that to be formed as God's people, we have to believe that in our lives, the lives that we're living in this moment, that nothing is wasted. That nothing is throwaway. We're not an Ikea furniture that's put together and then you have the baggie of parts and you think, Were those parts important, right? (laughs) You're not to put yourself together and bring a little bag of parts to the Lord. You're not a Lego project that's like, man, I see the box of what it was supposed to be and I just feel like all these random little pieces and God has nothing to do with me. To be formed by Jesus is to believe that God's power wants to come alive in us and that in our lives nothing is wasted, that God uses it all as the good, good Father does to restore us, to rebuild us, to renew us, to give us that breath of the Father's love, the deep breath. Philippians 3, verse 17, Paul says to the church in Philippi, let's join together in following my example, brothers and sisters. And just as you have us as your model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do, For as I've often told you before, and now I tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach. Their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things. But our citizenship, friends, our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies that they will be made like his glorious body. Everything under his control. Everything. Join me next week where I'll finish this sermon because I'm almost out of time. We'll talk more that everything is under control. It's fine. We don't have to get all the words in today. This is a series where we're giving you different aspects to how to grow, to how to feel alive, how to take a breath. And formation is paying attention to what lies beneath. I'm deeply concerned about the state of the church and deeply excited about what God might do for a bunch of people trying to take a deep breath again. I've heard it said sometimes, like, oh, you know, the church or any institution, but the church, they're rearranging chairs on the deck of the Titanic. You've heard that saying, which means focusing on the trivial stuff instead of focusing on what lies beneath. In this series, we're inviting you to focus on what lies beneath. And I want to just close with an invitation that your loving Father loves you and that nothing, nothing, nothing is wasted in the economy of God. 
and that broken marriage, that discouragement you're facing right now at work, the loneliness, the, the hopelessness, that season of fatigue, the worries you have about your children or your parents or your cousins, all of it points to the way in which we need to be formed by God because we're missing God's glory. But Jesus said, pray in such a way, on earth, on earth as it is in heaven, deeply forming ourselves to be more in touch with God's love and believing that God can reconcile everything we see around it, everything, everything, to be full of his glory, to be formed. So you do not need to be perfect to be formed by Jesus Christ. You just need to be willing. You need to be hungry. You need to believe that God can use everything in your life for a blessing. And so I want to close with a poem from Jan Richardson. I'll call the band back now. Um, again, we, we've got these response cards that um, would love you to think about a question that you're considering in your life and a next step to take. We're also going to have prayer ministers available. They're going to come forward. We're going to sing two songs here in just a moment. And if you would like to pray over a step for being more formed by God or something that you're hurting about right now or somebody that you're hurting for there's gonna be prayer ministers i believe on the left right you just want to pray there's gonna be prayer ministers both during these last two worship songs as well as after the service but i'm going to read this blessing from jan richardson which is this great encouragement that god can use everything to form us to be people filled with his glory and jan richardson is a christian author and poet and she says this from all that is broken let there be beauty from what is torn jagged, ripped, and frayed. Let there not just be mendings, but meetings unimagined. May the God in whom nothing is wasted gather up every scrap, every shred, every shard, and make of them new paths, doorways, worlds. God can use everything in your life to point to his glory. He's not disappointed with you. He's not discouraged by you. He loves you so much. But to follow God is to be formed. So we need to be deeply aware of the Father's heart for us and deeply hungry that we can't stay as we were. We've got to be people dealing with below decks. So as we're closing here, cry out to God as you pray. God, what do you want me to do to be formed into your spirit? What's a step I need to take? What's a relationship I need to work on? What's a place of awareness? What's a silence that every one of us would leave this space? And maybe just maybe on your way home or in the parking lot, whatever, just ask the person that you came with or a person you meet, hey, what's your next step? How is God going to remind you that he's made you beautiful? How are you going to take a deep breath of the Father's love? Let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for these people, this time, this place. Thank you for the word of formation as invitation and encouragement. God, I pray that your love would 
fill this room, fill the screens of people watching online right now, God, that you would come alive in not just our heads, but in our hearts, that we would take that 18-inch journey, that we would be in tune with your heart for us, God, that we'd be a church waking up to your first love for us, and that we would be responding in our first love for you. We can't stay as we were. We're aware of the brokenness of the world, but from that place of hunger and desire, God, Fill us up. Form us by your love, your hope, your peace to make us all that you long to remind us of. In your great name we pray. Amen.